This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shack Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by Independence Title. Appliances Now. St. David's South Austin Medical Center. Hat Creek Burger Company. Overt Auto Group. Our Way Appliances. Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's Joe Taylor with another episode of Shap of the Week. Visiting with our Shap of the Week is Jack Hempling. And man, you've had a heck of a senior year. You know, when you think about all of the things that go into fall practice and all the work that you put in to go through all the trials and tribulations of performance course, to, to put in all the work. And then in the first week of practice, really, you know, media day practice, you know, that, that is always a very difficult and challenging Wednesday for everybody. And the first week of practice, third practice in on media day, and you break your collarbone. Take us through that day and, and kind of where you had to put your mindset after it broke. Because collarbone, the fun thing about that, they heal. And, and they heal quickly and you kind of get right back to business. But what was it like for you just that experiencing that on, on week one, day three? I know individually, I put in a lot of effort trying to better myself for the season. I know as a team, we put in a lot of effort over the summer. We were up every day at seven working. So day three to go down with an injury and I knew it broke as soon as I uh, hit the ground. So to know that I was going to be out for at least a couple of weeks, it was hard to hard to get over. We talk about the work that, that all of you put in in performance course, but you specifically completely changing your body. You actually had what I would call a total body transformation. What was that experience like? What was the main change that, that came for you? Was it just you know growing up and it just kind of happened or did you make some specific changes? It was definitely something I wanted to focus on and get my body right after my junior year because I didn't play a whole lot my junior year, so I gained a little bit of weight and I wasn't moving like I wanted to as an outside receiver. And so I um, decided to cut some weight so I get a little faster. It worked out good. How much weight was it? About 40 pounds. Wow. So what did you play at as a a wide receiver last year as a kind of a junior double dipper? About 210 towards the end of the season. But I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was, I wasn't too chunky, but I was, I was, I was bigger. The thing for me is I look at 210 and at, at high school, that's kind of almost a tight end. Yeah. You know, you're, you're dealing with weight that not a lot of people have in the defensive backfield. So, so you can have some opportunities to kind of dominate a little bit. But I think when somebody makes a decision at such a young age to change their body type, you know, there's one thing of cutting weight. There's another thing to adding muscle and adding strength to it. Do you feel like you're a stronger player for, for this effort? I definitely think so. Um, I've only gotten up on all my maxes in the weight room. Everything's going up still, so. To me, I think wide receiver is such a unique position when it comes to the physicality. We've gotten used, obviously, to guys like Keaton Kabeca and Jane Greathouse, of course, these big physical dudes. But the tenacity or the physical nature of it doesn't really know size. And and I think we, we often look back to what I have affectionately called the Jackson Coker School of Blocking. You know, you don't have to be the biggest, you don't have to be the strongest, you don't have to be the fastest to be a great blocker downfield. And it's really that playing without the football is something that I know is not only cherished in the wide receiver room, but there's a demand there. What's that demand like now, so many years later? There's a standard in our room that um, since they got here in 2014 or hasn't changed, and Jackson Coker said it back in the day, and the standard hasn't changed from him to Jaden Greathouse to me to anyone that's here. So we're going to go and we're going to be physical. 
We're always going to be the most physical position group on the field at all times. We're going to dominate. It's fun to think about how the room is now after the effect of all of those guys. You've been in the room with some of those guys. Jaden Greathouse is at Notre Dame. Keaton Quebecca is at Kansas. Bryce Chambers is at Texas. You've got all of these people that have done great things. Well, you were in the room with them last year and, and really got a chance to, to learn how the wide receivers make such contributions without making a catch. Take us through some of the ways that you guys make contributions to the team that actually get counted in the goal board. There's a goal called pins and RBIs. And so the wide receivers, RBI stands for runner batted in. So if you help kind of bat in a touchdown, um, that's checking off a goal on the goal board. Or if you pin somebody, get a good block. That's points for you. Yeah, I always remember talking to some of those guys and they said, you know, man, there's there's catching touchdowns and there's putting people on the ground. And I know which one we get more excited for. <laughs> putting people on the ground i think it's an extension of the offensive line because i hear some of the same things coming from those guys too it's like man you know pass blocking the great but run blocking is even better yeah for for you jack it's obviously been a a long road because you don't just lose 30 pounds because you want to lose 30 pounds at 17 18 years old what you do is you kind of make the decision to change what you're doing how you're doing it anywhere between 30 and 40 pounds is is kind of life altering from the standpoint of how much weight you're carrying around for you to play at that weight a little lighter, do you feel the speed that naturally came? We talked about your strength going up, but how's your speed? Oh, I, oh I've definitely gotten a lot faster. I, I, just, I definitely feel a lot faster when I'm running my go routes, and I'm I'm really trying to take off. I can definitely tell. You can tell when you got a chance to get in the ball game. You know that exactly. was the, the the feeling that we had, knowing about that, and you get an opportunity to play, making the depth chart, obviously. And as Coach Salazar said, you know, hey, he was penciled in as our starting X receiver. That that was the guy, and then he got hurt. What did it mean to you to finally just get back on the field? And it had to feel good just running out there on the field. Take us through that moment. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't. I never really got a huge chance to play last year there just wasn't an opportunity for me and getting to go out there in my senior year my first game back from my injury it was everything to look up into the stands uh see everybody out there to support it was a great feeling because you didn't necessarily get a chance to quote play at lake travis but you're still part of the senior class jack that just is not just an anomaly but just almost mind-boggling that 61 seniors are a part of this class and, and i know i bring it up every single week to some of our guys but i bring it up every week because what i don't think people really understand is y'all's football career started in kind of chaos you know it's covid and you guys are freshmen in high school and you survive all of that we didn't even play ltr freshman year and go and covered that, it out. The crazy part about it is because of that, you have all of this kind of mixed emotions about where your career started and where it ends. And I think it's a huge testament that 61 of y'all stayed around. Yeah. That's a, I mean, a lot of people would have taken a look at that 2020 season and said, you know what? Never mind. Not your class. Is and that let me just say every single one of those seniors is completely bought in to their role. They're helping our team, each and every one of them. And it's one of the best senior classes we've ever had at this school. Your response there just says so much about what you're willing to endure that it almost feels like, you know, to me, Jack, I have to ask this. Going through that at the start, does that kind of make everything else easier? Honestly, yeah. It was a lot of chaos. I mean, we were wearing masks on the field. We didn't play games. It was definitely a weird situation. Now that we're back to normal, it just it feels great. Normal doesn't feel normal. It feels better than normal. I think when you look at your opportunity to balance your life and football and, and obviously the work that you had to put in off the field and, and away from Westlake. You know, it's always that old adage of, hey, I see how much you work during third period and I see how much you work during practice, but what are you doing on your own? What are you doing when nobody else is around? And it's obviously very clear to the coaches that Jack was doing a lot of things and, and a lot of things to better himself and make improvements. And to make that kind of jump from a junior double dipper to a 
potential varsity starter, that had to make you feel like it. I know that it's worth the risk and all of the things that you were able to do, the time that you put in. But I was talking to Coach Salazar about this in our pregame show, Jack, what he calls payday. To me, there's several versions of that payday. And as one of the members of this huge senior class, payday is kind of a fun thing to think about when you started not playing games as a sub-varsity and freshman, you guys practicing with masks on, and then eventually here you are in a very short amount of time, a member of the varsity, potential starter, obviously a guy that now you're healthy, you're going to get some reps. Man, what a journey from where you started to where you are now. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of uh, twists and turns on the road here, but like you said, the payday is definitely worth every single hard moment. I, I like that because it also shows you that Coach Salazar is very much aware of and remembers what it what it was like to be a 17, 18 year old kid and how much sacrifice goes into being a not just a good player but a good teammate and and all the work that you got to put in to be good on Friday. That being said, short week, all of the work gets kind of funneled towards the front half of the week, but there's even more rewards at the end because not only do you get the reward of going out and playing and potentially winning a game, but then you get the potential of having a weekend off, which is something that I've never thought of as, quote, incentive (laughs) until he started talking about, man, I want to get these kids some time off. You know, I want them to understand what it's like to be a kid, but they got to earn it. What does that feel like? No, it's it's definitely really cool of him as a coach to um to say that we can have the weekend off, we play good and I know we're going to play good, so I don't think anybody's worried about not having the weekend off. And I think it's also cool that you address it. You know, it's one thing to not talk about it and say, well, you know, I'm not going to worry about anything but football because football is all we care about here. That shows you how much there is interest in who you are as a person. And, he really and- he really cares about us as uh, as play- or as kids, not just players and he care- I mean he cares about our grades, he cares about how we act outside of school. He cares about what we're doing. He cares about us not being on our phones while we drive. So he definitely cares a lot about us. And if there's a time to get us an extra weekend off, he's definitely going to do that. I think also your relationship with your coaches is big too, because you know you get guys guys that really understand what it's like to be not just good but great in the wide receiver room, and I think it, it all boils down to that trust factor that we talk about. And I want to get your perspective on that because where you were to where you are and what you've come back from suggests that there's a ton of trust in this process from your end. Tell us about how you trust the coaches and the staff, where they assess where you are versus where you can go and where you are now. I have a lot of trust in uh, all of our coaches, but especially uh, Coach Rogers and Coach Walker and Coach Salazar, the guys that I'm close with and the offensive coaches I work with every day. So when I was hurt, I didn't know for sure what what the situation would be like when I got back, but I knew that if I put in the work and I was if I played to my standard, then I trust the coaches to get me back in. It's really funny how coaches almost are extensions of one another. And you've got obviously your offensive coordinator that works a lot with the quarterbacks, but you're, you, you've also got a guy that's played that position very, very well with Coach Rogers, played at a very high level, the highest, if you will. Then you've got a guy like Coach Walker, who they already had a relationship before he started here. So it's it's almost like you got the same dude and, and you've got the same level of experience. What's, what's your relationship like with those two guys, especially now that you're in that rotation of, of getting reps and going on the field to make a plays. I interact with Coach Walker every day. Um, we're very close. All the receivers are very close with Coach Walker. We all think he's a great coach. Big fans, Coach Walker and I, Coach Rogers. Uh, that's our guy too. Uh, we would do go anywhere for Coach Rogers, no matter how far. So yeah, and he's he's kind of that nice blend of he looks like a young guy, but uh, you know he's kind of an old ball coach. Keeps things very very simple, and I think definitely I think that, an old, definitely an old timey soul. <laughs> 
final thought here with Jack Hempfling, our Shaft of the Week. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about with the senior class is the things that stick out to you as personal goals are one thing. And I know what the team goals are, but obviously you had goals before the season started and then you had a setback. With that setback, have those goals changed? And if so, what are they? My goals initially, I, just, I wanted to start. I wanted to, I wanted to get meaningful reps and help the team win. Then I got hurt and my sole focus was just rehabbing and making sure I was going to be good trying to get my shoulder back to the best condition it can be in. And then now it's right back to where I was at the start of the season. Start, get reps, contribute, score, help the team win. You made a joke to the uh, to the coaching staff that you buy all your clothes off eBay. But as I'm looking at you while we're doing this interview, you've got the uh, the 93 conference championship. So you're a big Cowboys fan? Yes, sir. Big Cowboys fan. Who's your, who's your favorite player on the Dallas Cowboys? Right now? Yeah. Or any era, really, man. I mean, to be honest with you, that that shirt's from before you were born. So you know, <laughs> any, I'm a big Des Bryant fan. I nice. think I, th- I thought he was a great player. It was definitely a catch against the Packers. So it was definitely a catch. Yeah, definitely I, a catch. I, I have to tell you a personal note. I probably used curse words in front of my mother that I <laughs> never would ever use, and she remembers it like it's yesterday. But it's interesting to hear you say that because, like. Des Bryant, the physical nature of how you play the game. Is there things that he does that, that you like to implement because you are big and strong and, and a, a physical player? Yeah, he's always been my favorite receiver, so I've always tried to kind of model my game after some stuff that he does. I mean, he's obviously a very, very physical, aggressive guy. He's going to block. He's going to run great routes. He might not be the fastest guy, but he's great hands, and he's going to uh, be a dog the whole game. So now that you have the opportunity to go into a game, I know when you're hurt, it's hard to see your teammates get locked and loaded. But now that you have the ability to get on the field, that you're cleared to play, what are some of the things that, that Jack Hempling does to get ready to play football? I like to listen to um, country music before football games, just kind of get my mind right. I don't like Coach Rogers always says receivers, uh, they need to be amped up a little bit, but you kind of need to be chill. You need to be a thinking football player. So I kind of like to settle myself before a game instead of getting crazy hyped up. What's that one country track that, that, that you go to? Oh, really? It changes every game. I, I can't listen to the same stuff too much. Really? Well, what's one of them, though? I like old school country, so Merle Haggard. And Look at I you. Like George Strait, George Jones. Like, hey, I like all, all the classics. There's absolutely nothing wrong with anything you're saying there as far as uh, knowing, knowing where country music uh, came from, that's for sure. He's Jack Hempling, our Shop of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation Podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.